0: House, 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 house,
1: house, 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 house. Hey everybody! Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm so glad you sang the theme song this time. Oh, you did, it was you good. Did, I tried not to, but you it's did, so good. You didn't do it last time. And <laughs> I feel completed. Now. It
0: makes, it, yeah, it makes the whole podcast suck if I don't start with singing it. So sorry about last week, guys. I apologize, but this week we started with singing. and I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. Plus, the weather has been stupid nice outside. Yeah. I don't know. People in Southwest Louisiana, you're welcome. I'm going to take credit for it. I had nothing to do with it, but the weather yeah. has been awesome, and uh, you're welcome. I'm you're pretty welcome sure for that. that you're the
1: only guy who's taking credit for it. So Cheers. Yeah,
0: nobody, not one other person, I think, has stepped up. That's so right. unless you can verify that I didn't do that, then it's the truth. <laughs> I think. So guys, thank you so much. You actually tuned in today to the Awesome Real Estate Show podcast. I am your host with the most, Joshua Floyd. I'm a realtor here in Southwest Louisiana, but you already know that. And my guest, my guest today is Kyle Cole? <laughs> What's up, everyone? I pointed to the wrong person when I said that. I was pointing to Justin, picking my co-host. But anyway, my guest today is Kyle Cole. He's a, a team member on the Floyd Group uh, and a newer realtor. How long have you been selling real estate, man?
2: Since February. Since February. And that's I, when I became active,
0: dude. Do I remember that time? That is. A, that's an interesting time in uh, in the life of a realtor and the career of a realtor because you got so much going on. You got so much to build. And uh, so many possibilities, man! So it's much just to an, learn. It's an exciting time, and so much to learn. That's yes. absolutely right. Uh, and as introductions go around the room, uh, we'll also introduce one of my favorite people in the world, Justin Martindale, is also the co-host of the Awesome Real Estate Show podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I know I bought a house you know, uh, that was part of it there you go that cemented that's our love that, I feel like that's
1: where I'm coming from yeah. gosh. I'm coming from a home buyer's well, perspective
0: I mean my real friends use me as realtors I'm just gonna say that right now I look on Facebook and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who it is but I've seen a couple people and they use other realtors and it doesn't not hurt my feelings I'll be
1: honest with you I'm looking at <laughs> it and I'm
0: like I, you know what I hey. wish them the best but like, I can't. I have a hard time
1: but I kind of hope you fail just but a I, little I,
0: bit but I, don't, but I don't I don't wish <laughs> you the best i really do. <laughs> i'm just kidding i love everybody but for real though uh it does hurt my feelings when people don't use me it's okay most a lot of people do and that's that's, right. that's
1: what's great uh i won't mention any names but i'm pretty sure i hurt a feeling whenever i was like really? I'm, I'm gonna switch to josh because he's my friend <laughs> and they were like apparently that's a no no oh, i remember
0: that situation apparently yeah, that's yeah. a
1: huge no-no i didn't know that no it's dude. i don't care
0: and and honestly, that person doesn't even remember that. I guarantee it. So it's no big deal. Cool. Yeah. No, it meant more to me. And I, I can make eye contact with him again. Exactly. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> who are you again? I'm sorry. No, uh, dude. No, I'm excited about today. I'm excited about what's going on in real estate in Southwest Louisiana. We got so much great like industry coming in, a lot of jobs and stuff, and it's just livened up our market. And everybody's excited. um, for our team, specifically the Floyd Group, we've got a lot of really cool stuff going on. Kyle, even as a brand new realtor, has got a new listing that just came out. You want to tell us
2: about that? 1800 Gauss Street, yeah. North Lake Charles. Yes, yes. It's, a, it's a stunning home. It's been remodeled recently. The roof's two years old. It's It's just... It's really a beautiful home.
0: Dude, that's it's incredible. And like just doing videos and stuff, I think people have seen those videos and now that's leading to more listings. And so we're really just kind of using that Floyd Group formula is like get out there, do the social media uh, scene be on there be relevant have content and it's i think it's paying off for it already 100
2: 100 i actually had a listing meeting the other day uh in in moss bluff and i got the listing so we're just doing all the paperwork and getting it on and it'll be live soon so yes dude i
0: think that one's gonna be a hot listing too it's 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 a really good price point It's like three bedrooms two baths Mm -hmm. you know um and updated Uh, it's just really exciting yep we can't talk about upcoming listings too too (laughs) much we get our hands slapped but I am excited about that one. It's just everything. Like Kyle's kind of one of those people that like, I think new agents by themselves have a tendency to kind of like, it'll take a little bit longer for them to sort of get into the the flow of things. And you're having to kind of find individuals that would be willing to take the time to like help you and answer questions and stuff like that. And so that's really what we're trying to skip for people is like, let's skip that whole first kind of year. That's that awkward phase and all that. And really, like, we're seeing the results. Kyle's doing awesome. Lacey's doing awesome. We had her on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. She's doing incredible uh, and pulling in listings. Dude, from here to DeRitter, like, we've got up- upcoming stuff that's just awesome. And, in fact, you came with us to that one, didn't yes, you? Yes,
2: I did. We and did was a CMA excited.
0: for this thing in DeRitter the other day that's coming up, man. It's just, I don't know, like, the, uh, we got a lot of fun stuff, and I'm really excited.
1: What's a CMA?
0: A CMA is a comparative market analysis. So for those of you (laughs) uninitiated in the real estate jargon, I do apologize. Uh, Yeah, it was basically just to kind of like elaborate on that a little bit, because you're you're probably right. Like nobody knows what that is. We go out, we take the time to measure the home, measure the property if necessary, uh, take all that data, the room data, you know, uh, make some notes about the house and the property itself, and then compile it. Because we never want to shoot from the hip as far as value is concerned, right? And I say that a lot like we don't want to just guess you know uh we want to have something to at least base it off of numerically what's sold recently in the past that kind of thing so we take all that data we go and look at it and we spend you know roughly about four hours um putting this information together, and then we'll have a phone call about what our market value is looking like. Um, We can do emails and stuff like that, but I prefer just to have that conversation.
2: Guessing at the value and overvaluing a house and not being honest with your client is really a disservice. Oh,
0: for sure. Overvalue will keep it on the market forever. I mean, you know, really, like I can tell you that it's worth a million dollars, but- if it's it, not going to sell for a million dollars, it's <laughs> only worth as
1: much as people will pay for it, right?
0: <laughs> well, you would think, yeah. and, that, <laughs> and that's what the but comparative got to appraise a lot of times. Yeah. So, like, not only does the buyer say, "Yes, I accept this as the price," but then the bank has to back that up and, but with an appraisal that says, "Yes, some yep. independent person agrees with us that that's the price." Yep. So exactly. we have to. It's like a dartboard. We have to hit it, but we, you know, we're not doing it blind. We're basing this off a real number. Yeah. But anyway, that's what it is. We we take our time and we give you a real analysis of your property. Um, dude, fun events that we've done. And last podcast, I wanted to talk about it where we ran short on time. We recently did something that was, we had kind of alluded to the fact that we were going to be doing it, but we did what was called an open house, a party bus open house tour. It was so cool. We got rained out on the first one, <laughs> okay. and so uh, like about a week later, we, we put it back together. We had an awesome turnout, and basically, so the thought process was: we had these awesome listings, right? I've got this million dollar listing in Welsh. Uh, my dad has this like beautiful one point five million dollar listing on Blackwood Court in Moss Bluff, and we're like, we need people to come out and see these, you know? Uh, and so, what's the best way to do it? Because we'd previously had an open house at mine in in Welsh. And just, dude, spent a lot of money. <laughs> and that was the one you were at. Yeah, you played at that one. Yes, I played for some ducks. That was Bro, cool. <laughs> we had the best open house, but we were missing one key element. Human beings. Attendees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hum- was human beings. <laughs> there were animals. There were ducks. There were
1: fish. <laughs> we were fishing. We yeah. had a
0: great time. We had a Couchon de Lay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Couchon, Couchon de Couchon de Lay. We roasted a pig, and it was delicious. We had so much. We could have fed a small army. Dude, I brought home we had. so
1: much food. Like, yeah, the, sure. the owner of the house literally just handed me gallon uh, freezer bags. I was just like, just please just take this. Take whatever yeah. you want. I was like, yes, <laughs> sir. It's it like I was like taking whole handfuls. with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. So we got great
0: content for our Facebook, stuff like that. You know, I feel like we, we were able to pump out our sponsors and maybe help them out in that way. It looked looked good
1: for the snap, that's for sure.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we got good content. So it wasn't a total loss because that's what I always tell people you know, if you do an open house, not one person has to come. If you can do a video and put it in front of, you know, 50 people, 100 people, even, you know, and that's being conservative, then you've done your seller, uh, you know, a great service. You have value there um uh, because uh, people shop online you know the realistic thing is retail is dying kind of and and people are just more and more looking online we're buying true. on Amazon stuff like that very so very true uh, anyway so lack of <clears throat> attendees how do we fix that and so just brainstorm moment i was talking to chris McNamee with bda inspections who's not a sponsor of this podcast but totally could be chris if you're listening
1: <laughs> chris. i'm just
0: saying like you could get this kind of plug every day chris, chris. mr <clears throat> mr McNamee. So you you let me know, Chris. But anyway, so he came up with the idea is like, dude, we gotta do something with a party bus. And so kind of put this together and it was incredible not only were we able to get more people through the door we also had a great time we were also make, we made a huge splash on facebook which was awesome you know i had people coming up to me asking me about it hey when's the next one type of thing and there will be a next one absolutely this is definitely something we're going to be doing
1: on just the reg mi- just maybe not out in the sticks of Welsh. No sir
0: no sir the next one will be an in town <laughs> where the party address doesn't house. go to where the house is it yeah wow yeah
1: how dare you how dare you how dare you sir
0: no, it's uh, <laughs> we had a good time. We're going to keep doing stuff like that. We always want to just be like next level. We always want to do things that are outside of the box because this can easily just be like, a, um, you know, we just follow a formula if we do the same thing over and over again. And I feel like a lot of people do that. They probably do very well at it. I get bored with that, man. I always want to do something different. You know, I want to be challenged. I want to like challenge the market, let them watch us and, and figure out how to you know bring their game to the next level so mm-hmm. i love that and i love being able to pass that on to my teammates to be honest with you absolutely um so kyle tell us <clears> dude i mean why you know i know I, I tend to stay on the mic for a minute it's just my I can't even nature. get word. I do what i, apologize. About? I mean <laughs> that is i'm sorry but look <laughs> um dude tell us about a little bit about your background how did you come to uh real estate as a career because this is going to be full-time for you right i mean yes. very soon this is what it's going to happen so yes. tell
2: us how you got here man so I've always kind of thought about it. I mean, it's been, you know, a family business, essentially, you know, so I watch, you know, Steve, I watch you. And um, actually, when we got with my sister-in-law, and we ended up uh, getting our first house, yeah, the process, um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed looking at all the different houses. I enjoyed seeing different things. I enjoyed it, enjoyed coming up with different ideas, right. um, and whatnot. And That essentially cracked the door open.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, what are some things that you've done previously, man? A a lot of realtors, like, you know, we've all kind of done other things in the past. I think if you talk to any realtor, they didn't start by being a realtor. Sure. You know, I mean, 99 times out of 100, I would say. So, uh,
2: what are some things you've done in the past, man? My, uh, My background is gonna basically, I'm. Went to UTI in Houston, uh, Jaguar Pace in Florida, and worked on Jags for a few years. Nice um, Mechanic? Yeah. Yep. Technicians, sir. Cool. Anybody who works on vehicles, we're not mechanics. Not mechanics. Not oh, mechanics. I apologize.
1: Mechanics don't exist anymore, man. <laughs> man I'm I love shop, too.
2: You know, I don't know like, anything about it. I'll be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> the the, co- the co- vehicles are computer controlled now and stuff. We, okay. We do much more, and it's actually a much cleaner job than it used to be.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so, so the whole grease monkey sort of yeah, ideals, there's, no. there's
1: no more taking apart an alternator and finding the broken oh, piece, fixing no. that, putting it together and put it back in. It just goes, this bad, yes. this one good. Yeah. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. right on. Nice. Yeah. So you're so. A, a Lego assembler.
1: essentially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. And very expensive Legos Lego and assembler. H- however many 10 millimeter sockets you can possibly afford. <laughs> yeah.
2: So hey, I, right. got, I got out of that and then I got into, um, uh, started dealing poker. And honestly, nice. that's been my main thing since say two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Right on. I've been doing that for a long time. I, I took a small break and I uh, became a welder and welded in the plants for a little while. Okay. And then came back into the casino, which most casino workers can relate to. We all try to get out, and then we're pulled right back in, one way yeah. or another. You know, it's just it just is what it is. It's one of those ways. It's a good way. Where you don't need a very good education, but you can make great money. Right, right. Uh, so, and now I was looking for that out again, yep. and you know, this is where I came across the uh, the real estate and and figured out how much I enjoyed it. Dude, and for I'm sure. I'm kind of an out, outside of the box thinker as well. Uh, so, and I enjoy that aspect. I like figuring out problems. Mm-hmm. I like I like solving things. You know, I had I was showing a house the other day, and this lady, it was nothing like she wanted, and. What she wanted, I was like, "Well, how about this? You know, we we take this out, we pour a slab all the way back here, we cover it, we put a fire pit over here, we put a you know a place to boil crawfish yeah. and barbecue over here." And I was like, "What do you think about that?" That's a great trade like, for a Realtor, awesome. man. That's awesome. You know, just Where people see try problems, to give them as we see possibilities. Yes, try to give them a vision. You know, so
0: absolutely, that's genius.
2: And I enjoy that. I really, really do. So, dude, that's yeah. awesome. So that's my that's my story. Right on. Um, did you? I mean, getting to this
0: point. I mean, have you ever kind of? gone through like a hardship and then had to overcome, you know, something, something that's like, uh, you know, maybe that's happened that, you know, we always try to like motivate people with this podcast or whatever. It doesn't have to be especially motivating, but like, you know, I know there's probably something that maybe you've handled in the past and it's just like you kind of
2: overcame it and... Well, uh, so my first job, the one, the one, the Jaguar technician, uh, that was actually the first career job that I ever got fired from. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a whole lot, actually. It really paved the way for who I am. Yeah. Um, I got involved in a lot of negative talk, you know, when my mentor and his best friend, his best friend was the shop foreman. Yeah. And he was a, you know, a guild Master tech he was ridiculously good, mm-hmm. um but they brought in another guy to not take his place but partner up with him, yeah, and uh it just uh they had a negative attitude where they were a huge influence on me, right, and that rolled off on me, oh yeah, so you know and when, when it boils down to it guess who was the expendable one <laughs> It was the newest guy, got gotcha. you know, sure, and, and that yeah. was me, so I ended up getting fired and you know, it you really being
0: who you surround yourself with, I, th- I very feel like, true. a lot of times.
2: Very true. And I dealt with the same thing in one of the casinos I worked at, mm-hmm. uh, where they brought in a guy, and he starts changing a lot of stuff. Attitudes start going down, and he can't do this, and he can't do that. Sure. So I just took a step back, and I did some research, and I made some calls, and I found out, you know, we, we as employees don't have as much uh, entitlement as we think we do, yeah. in, in all honesty. So once I found out what he was doing was legit— I just went to work every day and avoided all that. I just right. decided not to get involved. And every job I've had since, I don't get involved in negative no talk. No drama. No. It Dude, just it's not right? worth it, you know? So exactly. so that paved the way and that I overcame that, but it was it was a tough lesson at the time. You know, but that's beautiful. Thank you for
0: sharing that, man. That's absolutely. awesome. That was really cool. <laughs> um one of the things, and Kyle and I, we've known each other since we were kids. Kyle's Absolutely. my first cousin, actually. I don't know if we'd mentioned that already. But um, Kyle is my mom's sister's first child. And yes.
2: uh, so we've known each other oldest forever. Oldest in the family, actually. That's right. I'm, the, I'm the first one to, to yeah. be born of the, of the kids, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, and then as, uh, as a, do you mind if we talk about it like as a young child? Not at child? all. Okay. Um, Kyle was actually involved in a very serious accident as a, as a young, young man. And, four years uh, old. He was four years old. Did, can can you tell us about that a little bit, or sure. is that something
2: that you're okay with talking I, about? I absolutely. Mean, I remember it like it was yesterday.
0: I'm man. sure you do. Honestly, and, and to me, this was a huge thing that you would probably have to have overcome at some point too.
2: So I, I feel like this the story really is. People inspiring. ask that all the time as far as overcoming. To be honest yeah. with you, I was so young. Yeah. It, it's just it's just it it it's who I am. It was just part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know so, the difference. Yeah, when I was four years old, man, my my grandparents are, are pretty much the ones that raised me. I mm-hmm. lived with them probably most of my childhood. Uh, so, um, and I was on and off with my mom back and forth. But so I was I was paul's helper, man. We we went to the we raised yeah. cows, we did stuff, and I, I was always there. I mean, my first job was raking hay in a hayfield. Farm life, you know exactly. Yeah. You know, I I ran tractors as a as a kid. You know, that's awesome. So. One day he came out to what we call the bottom and that's mm-hmm. where we kept uh it was a creek bottom, but there was big fields around the creek and stuff, and that's where we kept our cows and we had a, a garden over there too. And one day he came up and he was just gonna mow just one pass, bush hog one pass around the uh around the garden. Yeah. So he he I went to the tractor and I ran up just like I always do, and I was like, hey, you know. And he's like, nah, he wouldn't let me come. He wouldn't let me ride. Well, I'm four years old, man. So I, I pitch a little hissy fish. Pers- you're persistent. I am. I'm quite <laughs> persistent. He gives in. We hop on. We we ride down. We get to the gate. I hop off like I always do. Open the gate for him. He he crosses over the bridge into the into the field where the garden's at. And I hop back on and we take off and we head down the first straight. Yeah. We round that first corner. Don't know what happens. I fell, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I just remember him taking me and pushing me, and he, uh, he, he pushed me. He couldn't stop me from falling, so he yeah. tried to push me as far away as he could. Yeah. Uh, From the tractor to make sure I didn't get run over or anything. But unfortunately, so anybody who knows anything about tractors, a lot of things when you put on the back, you stabilize so they don't swing side to side. A bush hog is not one of them. So it's got Uh. roughly a foot or two of sway, depending on how big it is and stuff, back and forth. Okay. And I ended up getting directly underneath it, probably from waist down. Uh, And... It just – he killed the tractor and all that, but unfortunately, the momentum of the blades keeps spinning, and Mm -hmm. uh, it ended up getting me pretty bad. I remember him screaming for my aunt who was picking corn, um, and they brought me back, and I remember them picking me up, putting me in the truck, and uh, I blacked out, and I don't remember anything else until I got to – I got, I was getting off the helicopter in Dallas. Oh my gosh. So they, so in Jack from Jacksonville, Texas, we went to the hospital and I remember we we're way out, you know, in yeah. the country, Wow! but they drove me to the hospital. Um, the hospital couldn't handle the injuries that I had. Right. They life flighted me to Dallas. And I remember getting off the helicopter in Dallas and uh, I actually remember picking up my foot cause my, my right foot was almost completely severed. Oh my gosh. Uh, so at the ankle. And I remember picking it up and seeing it dangling, and then that's the last thing I remember. Oh. So, wow. But they reattached it. Uh, I'm my injuries are my right leg is uh, got a big scar on the thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm missing my big toe on my right foot. My right ankle, uh, the foot was com- reattached, but I've only got seventy percent movement in it. Right. And then uh, I've got a. Cut halfway into my left foot. So those are the injuries sustained from it. But um, I basically had to relearn to walk. I had to yeah. relearn everything. But, but you know, what's so
0: inspiring is I remember – and that, I was too young to remember that happening. Mm-hmm. But I, I can remember being you know an, a little bit older child and watching you still play baseball oh, yeah. and do all this stuff and, and and having overcome all that to me even at that point was inspiring. Maybe, yeah. I sure. mean,
2: I went, I had doctor visits ev- once I was released from the hospital. I had doctor visits every year until I believe I was 10. And then it was every two years until right. I was 14. Uh, and then they finally officially released me to do anything. Yeah. And, um uh, I remember soccer, basketball, baseball. Dude, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I figured out basketball and soccer had a little too much running. Okay. You know, I wasn't really <laughs> as excited about that. Especially
1: if you play baseball, if you can hit hard enough, you don't really you need don't to run have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. So
2: exactly. <laughs> That's so I awesome. stuck with baseball.
1: But um, And we're but, good yeah. at it too. You were you're pretty good at it. I mean if I, I remember really correctly, I really enjoyed right? it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Man. I played
2: it all the way through high school, so
1: that's a beautiful story, man. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. I appreciate it. it. There's a lot of cool statistics around that, too. When little kids get injured in that mm-hmm. way, it, it, there's something about the spirit of a child that yeah. drives them forward to be able to, to recover. They recover, obviously, far quicker because sure. their bodies are still, you know, the, they're growing, and, they're, all that. They're growing yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of cool, just kind of emotional mm-hmm. and a lot of vibrance in their life where they feel like they can keep pushing, keep pushing. Very whereas resilient. Adults, re- yeah, a lot of resi- Whereas mm-hmm. adults, when that happens, a lot of them tend to just like... This is my lot in life now because they've yeah. compromised yeah. so much already. That's, that's true. If that were to happen
0: to me now, I don't know if we come yeah. back from that. Yeah, exactly. That's you're, you're, that's you're, a good point.
1: Your life is about compromise. All yeah. the time so you feel like, okay, I now have to compromise on this. Where when you're a kid, there's like there's no compromise. Yeah. Right. You know, I want to you know. I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> exactly, you know, and yeah. it
2: didn't and I never thought about that once. Now, yeah. as I got older, I remember. Probably even till my mid twenties, I would mm-hmm. never take off socks in front of people because oh, I'm missing my big toe. You okay. know, I was kind of self conscious about it. Gotcha. So yeah. going to the pool and stuff like that, I didn't like that. And still today, even today, it kind of yeah, it kind of messes with me a little bit. bit. Really? Yeah, I think about it. Oh wow, okay. it doesn't bother me as much because I'm to the I'm getting to the age now where I just you
1: yeah. know, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> <laughs> uh, there's is my fly up.
2: Then hey, good. Right. Exactly. That's hey. I,
1: just, I just make sure there's nothing on my face. Yeah. To come out. <laughs> previous but lunch. I do the, get asked all the time.
2: You know, your big toe balance and how do you do it and i'm like you know it was since i was four you don't know you know no it's it's fine i mean and to be honest with you the body's a miraculous thing if you actually look at my toes on that foot they actually don't go straight out right they curve they they curve down and they curve in to compensate and they compensate for that balance balance. so it's not like i can balance perfectly but i can still i can still balance (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's awesome
1: what's going on? I, I have, I'm being I a, silently fussed at. You're being, oh, okay. being fussed <laughs> at silently. But yeah, I, whenever I was a child, I had a an accident, yeah. N- nothing like that, but it, it caused me, I had epileptic seizures for a couple, for a few years after this. No kidding. I had a big head trauma. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> say anything. But, oh, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, And I had epileptic that makes, seizures, grandma seizures because of it for, oh, for wow, many, many years. Wow. But when you're a kid, you're just like, I don't care. This is right, life, bro. yeah, exactly. This is, this is what's happening
2: to me? Yeah, you're not self conscious. You're not. You're not concerned about things it like was, that.
1: It was actually kind of became like a fun game of roulette. Like, am I going to be at school all day, or am I going to wake <laughs> up in the hospital again? Let's see what happens. Because <laughs> wow. that's what happened. You'd just be sitting there in class. The next thing you know, you'd wake up. Your mom's leaning over you in the hospital bed. You're like, <laughs> it like, happened again. Sweet. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever like injured myself that hard as a kid. Like. I think the only the probably the most grievous injury that I got was I broke my nose because we you know, every kid had that metal bunk bed, you know, and you know what I'm talking about <laughs> like growing up, we all had that same
1: yeah metal yeah. bunk
0: bed, and so I got so tired of the squeaking that was if for some reason the uh um, Oh, uh, the barrier on the top bunk just squeaked really bad. So, like, I took it off. I was like, I don't need that stupid thing. That night, I rolled over it. Apparently, it's very useful. It's way more useful than I thought it was. And there's a it wooden table from all the
1: leaning you do on it. Exactly. I didn't even know. it's saving
0: your life, idiot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I roll off the top bunk of the bunk bed, and I miss the table with everything except for my nose. awesome. so I just Man. I just wake up. I, I you know, boom. And I wake up and I'm in a pool of blood, and I remember going, holding my nose, you know, and walk into my parents' bedroom
2: and ah, I didn't burn my nose.
0: <laughs> and they just go, go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: like no blood, no ever for went-
0: real. And so the next morning, I woke up with a squash tomato on my face, where oh no. yeah. my nose once was. Wow. And uh, took a little while to
2: heal that one up, but yeah, that was yeah, probably. Did you have black how, eyes. how old were
0: you? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, ah, uh, probably like
2: twelve. Okay, so yeah. they already had. You know, we already had Josh and Destiny around. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say if well, you if we were had
0: Josh for sure. Well, I uh, mean, Destiny was and, here. David, yes. and David. Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was sharing a room with David at the time. Okay, actually. he didn't yeah. even
1: wake up, did he? <laughs> not even curious yeah. about mm-hmm. what
0: happened. Probably. Nope. No. Nah, nah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, wa-
1: I watched my <laughs> oldest son Artie fall <laughs> out of his bed onto a pile of Legos and oh. not and not even flinch. I just picked him back up, put him in his bed. He never woke up. That's I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Heaven forbid That's you're trying to do anything now. private in any other room of the house. He's just like, What's happening? <laughs> Seriously, dude? I watched you fall on a pile of Legos. <laughs> Back to bed. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So,
0: what do you guys got going on this weekend? Any fun plans? Anything cool? I'm no, going no? to New my Orleans. last few days of work. You are?
1: <laughs> what? Nice. Tomorrow. That's what's up? Yeah. What do you,
0: she, uh, Emily, doing some.
1: Nope. Photography, or y'all nope. just going? Me and, to- me and my my uh, bandmate in my band, just Martin, oh, oh, cool. on the Backstabbers. There's a band that we both like called Government Mule that okay. are playing at the Orpheum Theater in New Orleans. Wow, nice! We're gonna go. That's awesome. We're gonna go. That's I never do. I never, really do. Cool, I never go anywhere. I'm like a pawpaw. I'm like For sure. I'm like, I'm buying tickets. I'm committing myself. I'm inviting a second person. <laughs> so I'm right. super That's committed. All. You have I to got, go at that I point. Got, I got my parking pass. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Dude, yeah.
0: if I had ever heard of government mule, I'd probably ask to go with, but I've never. You'd like to. You want to go? Really? Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, we're going yeah, to Galveston. Yeah, wh- what's your weekend plan, yeah, Josh? We literally yeah. just on our way decided we're gonna go to Galveston this we weekend, too. So. Yeah, my spirits all high too. Dang it. Next time, next time. I do like literally the one of my favorite things to travel out of town for is music. Though, mm-hmm. if we can go find a cool band, then I would love to go see them. Uh, the more like obscure, the better, too. Like you know, that would have been a cool one. I'd have totally gone, but next time. All right, holla.
2: holla. I have very limited experience with that, but I have been yeah. one time to. I went and seen the Dirty Worms. Okay, and faceplant.
0: I have not heard of either of those. Right, awesome. Lo-
2: local Houston bands. Okay, uh, what kind know. of music is that? Um, it was uh, like a rock metal, like ooh, yeah. Yeah. Heavy Yeah, well, not no, not heavy. Ooh. Not huge on heavy, but oh, okay. it was it was like like rock and uh, and they were actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, Dirty Worms was a mixture of that and uh, Dirty Worms. Yeah, <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like a uh, a mixture of that and uh, they had some kind of rapping in there and stuff. So oh right, so on. it was, a, it was a, a blend. But they were both really good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, so, it's always
0: a good time. It really mean,
2: is. Like I don't know, music and I like stand up comedy too. Oh. Going watching a stand up comic is like, dude. I did that so much when I was in Houston. In Houston, I, was I love, bet you did absolutely. They're, the live Spot improv. Who, I mean, we used do to go, all, go ones all the time. Like, do you would recommend, or just they're all good. <sighs> they, okay. Man, I mean. I, there was somewhere I just died. Yeah. You know, just died laughing. <laughs> and then I buy a CD, and the, my favorite part about his whole thing wasn't on there. Right. Oh, so like, Bro. Yeah, because he told the best story. He was very monotone. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember his name. It's been it's been so many
1: years. If I can recommend but, one stand-up that I've uh, learned about. Please do. Who, who, who's not like a big stand-up. Well, yes. He's, he's actually a big guy, but he's not famous. Is It's okay. Shane Torres. Yeah, cool, because I've never heard I, of that. I, yeah. Man, I think he's from... Houston. Okay. I think he's from Texas. He, he may be from DFW, may be from Houston, but he is crazy funny. Nice. He needs to write new material because everything I've watched has kind of been the same stuff kind uh, of over and over again. But, yeah. but his record is, his album is so funny. That, yeah. dude. I, I, th- I think he's had one Conan spot. Oh, okay, and, wow! And, and maybe one half hour on Comedy Central. So, so nice. doing okay. He's doing it, yeah. It, so funny. He's got an awesome delivery. Love it. We have talked about this
0: in the past, Justin and I. Uh, stand-up comedy is like my one-day bucket list job yeah. that I someday want. And I think Justin wants to do the same yeah, thing.
1: Is there's a thing with stand-up comedy? I'll open for you. Oh, is that our rollout? St- uh, stand up, stand up, com- stand up! <laughs> comics always want to be musicians, yeah, yeah, and musicians always want to be stand up comics. That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, uh, that, that is almost a hundred percent, hundred percent statistic. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't check it, it's true. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, but dude. Anyway, so guys, I had an awesome time hanging out with you today. Absolutely. As always, um, if you enjoyed listening to the Awesome Real Estate Show podcast, please like it, share it with your friends, give us a five star review. If you have a four star of you, why don't you keep that to yourself? Doesn't nobody need that. We need some five we need some star five reviews stars, yeah. up in here. We want here. to
1: make Josh the number one real estate podcast Is in Southwest in, Louisiana. In Southwest Louisiana. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was thinking Which the I'm world. I'm pretty sure we got already. I was thinking so, in the world. <laughs>
2: what's, your, what's your competition? Uh, there's not any.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not in
2: this area,
0: anyway. So, um, we, yeah. own, we own the market right now. We do. We have a monopoly That's on the podcast, right. real estate specific market in Southwest, in the mm-hmm. in the lower corner of the Southwest. You know what's not important? So. Guys, Thank you so much for watching, for listening to the podcast. Have an awesome day. House,
1: house, 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 house,
2: house. House, house, house.